to Doing the Most Podcast with Corella. I am her, she is me, I I am she. (laughs) You know, I do that same stupid intro because of the first episode when I stuttered, like I had this kind of like hesitation um, with my words and I said all those things and now I just can't not say, um, I can't not say it. It's it's what makes the podcast the podcast. So I was listening to um, one of my favorite podcasts today. Um, it's called uh, Throwing Shade, and it's so funny. Brian and Aaron, it's the funniest podcast. Now, you all honestly should go and download it and, um, and review it, but just know that... <laughs> Their podcast is super, super funny. The first like 20 minutes is hilarious, but then they get into like very serious um, topics. They talk like pop culture, politics, women's rights, gay rights, trans rights. It's amazing. Black rights. Like it's an amazing podcast. It's so good. So well rounded. However, as I was leaving my teaching job, um, because we're back to school, I know if I start coughing, I may freak the hell out. Yikes. But we're back to school and I was leaving my job and listening to the podcast and they were had this random segment about teachers and their teachers and they were just talking um they were talking about their past experiences with the teachers and you know they always brought up the the bad ones which is the funniest thing. Um but it got me thinking because I'm a teacher now. It got me thinking, you know, what kind of stories will my students be telling about me in 10, 15, 20 years? Like, am I going to have a student that's starting a podcast and he's talking about some wild thing I said in class and will he use my name or will she use my name? It got me thinking. And then I started reminiscing about my own past experiences with teachers and how I view teachers. And of course, everything is so different now that I am a teacher, which is not, I mean, when you're a student, you never think that your teachers are real people. Why, why is that? Am I the only one that thought that? I swear, you don't consider your teacher a real person. Like, you don't consider that they do things outside of school, that they like things outside of school. In my mind, all my teacher did was go to work, think about her own things, and then that's it. She had no life outside of it. And tell me why I didn't realize that teachers are people too until I became a freaking teacher. (laughs) Isn't that the stupidest thing you've ever heard? It's so stupid. But now that I'm a teacher and I I enjoy all these things, it makes me wonder how many of my teachers enjoyed all the things that I liked. For example, me and my students, I'm 28 and the student that I teach are 14, 15, you know, 14 or 15. Some of them are about to turn 14. Some of them are about to turn 15. I may even have some that are 15 getting ready to turn 16 like next year. So, you know, I'm about half their age. However, I, I'm on TikTok and they're on TikTok and we like the same music. I'm listening to Meg Thee Stallion. They're listening to Meg Thee Stallion. I'm listening to the baby. They're listening to the baby. And I know they don't think I'm listening to that because I never thought my teachers were listening to the same music I listened to. I think about 
what's, well, you know, think about the teachers I had. There's no way they were listening to what I was listening to in high school. In high school, I was listening to like Boosie. I was listening to um, Lil Scrappy, Waka Flocka, Lil Wayne. You're telling me that my 50-year-old AP literature teacher was in her car bumping no hands. <laughs> There's no way. There's no way. So why is it so different? Why is it why is there this difference now? I feel like between teachers today and teachers in the past. I mean, most of my teachers were like old white ladies, to be honest. And I know a lot of people can um, relate to that. I had, um, I didn't have a black teacher until I was in the sixth grade. Now that's not saying I didn't have, there weren't black teachers at my school. I went to Watson Chapel in Pine Bluff. There were black teachers and um, I'm pretty sure most, if not all of our principals were black. Remember my principal in like elementary school was black, a black woman. So it's not to say that there were any black teachers, but I just didn't have them. And most of my teachers were, were old white ladies. So I know they were listening to like Dolly Parton, <laughs> Queen Dolly, I will say. There's nothing wrong with listening to Dolly Parton, but they were listening to like Dolly Parton and like, uh, I don't know, not the Dixie Chicks because they were canceled in like 2000 and I don't know, one or something. So it wasn't them, but they were listening to just Granola, Garth Brooks, probably Trisha Yearwood, like, or they were still listening to Patsy Cline, like music from the fifties and then just like shitting on the young culture. But it just, the Throwing Shade podcast made me think about my own experience with my teachers. And I mean, there isn't anything profound, but I have a couple stories that I want to tell um, that are really funny. And one in particular, a lot of people in my high school are going to relate to, and they're going to, um, they're going to die if, if they're listening and when I talk about it. And I'm not even going to say name. I cannot say a name because I don't want to get like sued or anything. So I'm just going to have like a code name. Um, <laughs> was this encounter I had with the teacher in like, I don't know, the third grade probably. So when I was in, when I was younger, I was in gifted and talented and gifted and talented, you know, you, they pull you in from like test scores or whatever, some standardized testing and then you, as long as you qualify, you stay with the same group of kids up until you're in like the sixth grade or something. And even in the sixth grade, you still have the same homeroom. So I was in the same group of kids and we were, we were bullied, but I can vividly remember other kids always saying like, oh, those are the GT nerds. Those are those kids. And it didn't really bother me because I was close with all of those kids in my class, but there was this kind of tension between the one GT class and then the other classes. It really didn't, I mean, I didn't think anything of it, but in third grade, was it third grade or was it fourth grade? It was fourth grade. So I'm like, it was fourth grade, not third grade. So in fourth grade, you know, at the end of the year, you have field days where they pretty much like set up, um, they set up like food tents and you play games and there's like this 
classroom competition. And when I say food tent, I mean, it was like a snow cone thing and like face painting and stuff. So it's at the end of the year. And I remember there was this kickball tournament. And even though we were nerdy kids, we were all pretty sporty and we were really good at kickball. And so we made our way through this tournament and then we faced another class. And I'm going to call this teacher Mrs. Oh God, I almost said her name. (laughs) I literally almost said her name as I was about to give her a code name. We'll call her Mrs. Adams. Okay. Morticia Adams. Miss Morticia Adams um, was not nice. Her class loved her, but she wasn't really nice to any other kid. And I had a run in with her before, just like in the hallway. And she had yelled at me about something. And I told her that my teacher said I could be out here. So I wasn't going to listen to her. And she thought that was insubordinate and tried to write me up. But I literally ran into my teacher's classroom and my teacher like didn't open the door. She was, that was a bad bitch. She was so loyal, my fourth grade teacher. So I had a run in with this teacher, her students. So we had ended up losing the kickball tournament. I'm pretty sure we lost. And we like called them cheaters. I'm pretty sure. Granted, we're in the fourth grade. Okay. So we called them cheaters and like pumpkin eaters. And we were like screaming at them. And for some reason they pointed me out as like the ringleader. This is also not the first time that someone has like said, I'm like the ringleader of something when it's not the truth. Just because I'm, I think they said that because I was, as a fourth grader, I was like five, like five (laughs) and like 120 pounds, 130 pounds. So I was just huge. And I'm sure that's why they, they singled me out. So she comes up to me and my back is turned. So I don't even know she's approaching me and I'm eating snacks because there are snack places everywhere. I'm eating a snack. Some, I think I was eating popcorn or peanuts or, um, cracker jacks. Popcorn, buy me some. Did I just sing, take me out to the ball game on accident? So I was eating something and I'm literally chewing the food and she comes up to me and she goes, she says something to the tune of, of you got a smart little mouth talking to my students like that. And I, turned around and I said, excuse me. And as I said that food flew out of my mouth (laughs) and landed on her face. And I watched it in slow-mo because I knew in the back of my head, she is a big bitch and she is going to think that I spit on her. And she literally goes, oh no, you did not just spit on me. And all hell breaks loose. And I was like, I didn't spit on you. You got in my face and I would talk back. And what do you expect? And so she's trying to like grab me by my shirt. She literally like tries to grab me by my uniform shirt and pull me to take me to the office. And I'm like resisting. I was like, I'm not going with you. There's no, there's no way I'm going with you. And I like, I ran, I literally ran away from this teacher as a fourth grader. I ran and I went and hid in my teacher's classroom and I just stayed in there. And I mean, after that, there wasn't really any problem because I didn't do anything to her and she knew it, but she was just so mean and so rude that she decided to pick on me. And I mean, I didn't spit on her, but looking back, I probably should have. But y'all, that little piece of food, I saw it fly out of my face and it literally just like landed 
on her lip of all places. How disgusting. If I was in her shoes, I'd probably also be so pissed, but she, she started it. And you know what? I'm going to go out on a limb and say she probably deserved it. Okay. Who picks on little kids like that? If you're that angry when you go to work, you don't need to be a fourth grade teacher. I don't know if she is anymore. I mean, I heard recently she got a divorce, so <laughs> whatever. And that's the tea. Well, or the rosé. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Could you imagine? They're just, you know, teaching is not for everyone. It really isn't. And I think some people just force it. And in that, in that young age, like first grade through like fifth or sixth grade, you have to have a type of nurturing mentality or it's not going to work out. You know, she caused me a lot of emotional distress because as soon as I saw her or I was in her presence, I was always on edge and always on my toes. And I don't think, I don't think a fourth grader should ever feel that way. Um, there's a reason why I don't teach fourth grade, right? I don't have that nurturing like mentality of, of children that age. I, I like talking shit about her, but most likely that would have been me as a fourth grade teacher. I have a, um, another story about, um, so this teacher wasn't like yelling at us or anything. This was in, in, um, oh man. And I'm actually, I'm going to say her name because this is, this is actually a funny story I made. And there's like a funny song we used to sing to her, but in, oh, seventh or eighth grade, we had this science teacher and her name was, um. I was like Miss Bruce, I think. And that song came out like the year that we were in her class. It was that, um, 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 if it's, if you've been in it, mim in it, drop it like it's hot, drop it like, so, so whenever we would go into her class, we would sing Miss Bruce. <laughs> and she would laugh. And sometimes she would do a, like a little dance and she would think it was funny, but she was like a no nonsense kind of lady. And, um, like she didn't want you talking. She didn't want you laughing. As soon as that bell rang, you were quiet and you listened to her and class. Um, he, I would, I want to say his name so bad, but I won't. <laughs> but this kid in my class, we'll just say Sam. And he, we were going over like gases and he literally goes, uh, Miss Bruce, I have a question. She goes, yes. And he goes, I know that there is a gas called butane and there's a gas called propane, but is there a gas called putane? <laughs> and y'all, I died laughing. We all did. We were laughing so hard after he said that. He was just cheesing from ear to ear, teeth out. I mean, looking like Pac-Man, just smiling. And I thought, oh, she's going to like get his ass. But no, she just was like, I don't know what's funny. And then she looked at him and was like, you know what? I'm not sure. <laughs> and to this day... I don't know if she knew what he was saying, like trying to be funny and she just ignored it or if she really didn't know. Cause if she knew what he was saying, and just ignored it. Literally 
baddest bitch on earth because she didn't miss a beat. Because if one of my students would have said that, I would have had to like compose myself or I would have gotten really bad. But I couldn't believe that. Poutine. <laughs> I mean, if it was, it'd be the strongest gas out there and probably the most efficient and durable. Oh my goodness. It was so funny. It's so funny. I mean, children say the damnedest stuff to you as a teacher. I know, like, mine have asked me the weirdest questions, and I've literally just had to give them death stare. And then sometimes when they, they say weird things to me or ask me weird questions, I just ignore them, like give them the silent treatment. There was I had a whole class full of kids like that who would say weird things to me or or try to record me, and so I would just always, I would give them silent treatment. I wouldn't talk to them in class. I wouldn't talk to them in the hallway and they would fret, like fret and sweat and they had no chill and they would always think that I didn't like them or that they were in trouble. But, you know, at this age, when they're 14, 15 years old, you can't let them get anything over you. So it's better to just kind of like we got to miss Bruce it, right? And just work with it and move on and not give them the time of day because my stupid ass would have been laughing. I'm drinking rosé tonight, by the way. I um, I can't drink too much. Um, I really like the way rosé tastes, and it's just such a yummy, chilled wine. But we have pizza, and you know, it's there's there's two levels of drinking for me. It's either you know I have a glass or two and just really savor it, um, which is usually what happens. Or like I'm in the mood to be inebriated. And if that's the case, I'm not eating dinner, you know. Because once you eat dinner, it's like it's over. After I eat dinner and I have a diet root beer, I'm not drinking any type of alcoholic beverage. I'm going straight to the couch and I'm going to watch, I don't know, 90 Day Fiance. That is my show. I'm going to have to dedicate like a whole episode to 90 Day Fiance because... That show just it does one to me mentally, physically, emotionally. I can't. It makes like it makes my back hurt just thinking about it. But yeah, teachers, teachers are a different breed, you know. We are absolute superheroes. Um, and it's sad that I didn't appreciate teachers until I became a fucking teacher. Like and I love my job. I love the school I work for and I love my students, but it's, you know, it's hard work. And I have such mad respect for my teachers these days. But, um, one teacher in particular I had, um, she was my 10th grade English teacher. She was so cool. She used to let me babysit her kid, which is so crazy. I can't believe she ever let me do that. Um, yeah, never in a million years would I let any of my students babysit, um, and she did. But she was so cool. I remember, <laughs> so sophomore year was when True Blood first came out, and of course I would watch it. Like, I always watched that stuff. Me and my mom were such TV junkies, and we loved watching True Blood. Well, my teacher is, she's like the quintessential English teacher. She had read 
the series already. And she overheard uh, myself and another student talking about it. And she was like, y'all watch True Blood? Because if anyone has seen the first season, the first two seasons of True Blood, it is like softcore porn. It's it's bad. It was on um, like HBO. So you know it's something crazy if it's on HBO. And she couldn't believe that we watched it. I was like, yeah, we watch it. And I was like, you should talk about it with us. And so I remember after one Sunday, we all came in and um, there was another girl in my class who was so funny and I'm trying not to say their names because I don't want to say anyone's name um just in case they because they didn't ask to be mentioned in any of this but um (laughs) we were talking about true blood the teacher I almost said her name I about said her name again and me and the teacher were talking about true blood and we're talking about Jason Stackhouse um Sookie Stackhouse's brother and all of a sudden the girl who's in the class who I always spoke about True Blood with, she looked up and she goes, insert teacher's name here. Oh, Sookie brother nasty. And our teacher laughed so hard. And she, and the, the girl that was, cause I said this just kept going and she was like, he just be doing it with everybody, sticking it anywhere. He don't even care. And, she laughed so hard. She could not compose herself. And we were all laughing because it was hilarious. And it was so true because Jason Stackhouse literally was like, he uh, he had that, I want to say he had that WAP energy, but it was like, no, it was, um, what do you call it? Um, BDE. Yeah, he had BDE for sure. And it was just so funny because I wonder, I was thinking about what, if one of my students was like, have you seen Outlander? And I don't even know how to approach that subject because I love Outlander, but it is like, literally, it's it's another star, star show, show. And it's it's like softcore porn. It's So my teacher is like the goat because not only does she laugh and enjoy talking to us about that TV show, but she encouraged us to read the book and she even let us like, have her copies if we wanted them. And that's just, that's like a badass English teacher. That's why English teachers are always the coolest because they get it. We get it. Okay. We totally get it. And we've probably read that book and we've seen that movie. We've seen that show. And, you know, we can always just find the good and the grace in anything, even if it's, you know, like vampire erotica. (laughs) Oh, she was the best teacher. Those are such, such good times. Now, I didn't have a lot of bad teachers in my educational career, which is um, a lot of people can't say that. I may have had like one or two that just didn't really do anything. But other than that, I had really, really good teachers. Um, But there's one teacher in particular that I know all my Watson Chapel people um, know who I'm talking about. So this one teacher taught um, like history (laughs) And he taught history um, at Watson Chapel. And he was a very eccentric teacher, um, had a lot of odd sayings and odd ways and, and enjoyed certain periods of history, not because they're fascinating, but because, in my opinion, they're like overly graphic and violent 
And there's something to be said about that, you know. At Watson Chapel, we had it all. We had history teachers who um, were Confederacy sympathizers, <laughs> you know, and who literally tried to teach us um, that the Civil War was fought over states' rights. Bullshit. And then we also had, um, you know, states' rights to, to what, pretty much. But we also had history teachers who just loved violent eras of history just for the violence and bloodshed. Now, y'all know I love true crime, right? But I don't obsess over certain periods of true crime time, right? I don't love the 80s or I don't love like the 70s because there was a lot of like crime and murder going on. There's just, I'm not obsessed with that. I just like psychological, interesting, true crime. Anyway, this teacher was, I mean an eccentric man and the things that went on in his class would probably get teachers fired today. <laughs> I remember we, we tried to talk him into watching a movie and he just really wasn't into watching movies. He would let us watch like, um, uh, like documentaries, which were fine, like history reenactments, stuff like that. But we didn't really watch movies and we begged and begged and begged and begged and begged. And then finally he was like, okay, um, what movie do you guys want to watch? I, I want it to be a documentary. It needs to be a documentary. And so as a joke, we were like, oh, we know this really cool documentary about this guy who's from like Kazakhstan and he travels to America and tries to like blend in. And as soon as I said Kazakhstan, I know everyone knows what I'm talking about, but and he said, okay, yeah, what's it called? And we told him the name. We're like, oh, it's called Borat. <laughs> and he goes, well, I've never heard of that one. I don't think I have it. Does anyone have it? And so we had a classmate who had the movie. And we're like, yeah, we'll bring it. So nostalgia time, um, you know, he wheels down that TV, like that TV that was like Velcro, Velcro, Velcro strapped <laughs> to that pulley with the VCR in it. And he wheels it down. And he goes, okay, the movie is how long? We'll watch it this day and this day. So we start watching it. And we can't believe that he's actually letting us watch it, that he didn't, like, Google it, look it up. He just trusted us. <laughs> Mistake number one, never trust your students. You just you can want to trust them, but you always have to, to look into what they're saying, just to be a little bit suspicious. But he didn't, he didn't do that. So we're over here like, oh, my God, I can't believe we're about to fucking watch Borat in class. So... We put it on, we're watching it, okay? And it's, I mean, you know, Borat is the, this funny movie and we'd all always quoted it to begin with. You know, this, this suit is black nut. Like that part was so funny. We were all just dying, dying laughing. Well, that part comes up where Borat and his like, his little sidekick are like butt naked like literally butts out, you know, other parts out, <laughs> wrestling in the hotel room. And I'm not kidding you. We are all laughing, like laughing. He, our teacher gets up, uh, like takes five huge steps from his desk, which is on one side of the classroom to the TV, which is on the whole other side of the classroom. And like 
is like fumbling to turn off the TV and then like turns it off. And then he just spins around and he goes, get out your books, turn to chapter whatever and do all the questions in the back. No talking. And I was like, what? And we're still kind of laughing a little. And then he gets to the front of the room and he raises his arms like above his head. Okay. And like his shirt, it wasn't tucked in. And he kind of wore his pants really, really low. (laughs) And so his shirt was like rising up so you could see his belly. (laughs) And so his belly is poking out while he's yelling at us. He goes, shut up and do your work. And like screams at us. And so, you know, in school when you were told like the next person who who laughs or who, who says something is going straight to the office. So we're... We're all trying not to laugh. And I can vividly remember like trying to um, hold my nose and my mouth at the same time to not laugh because we were just acting a fool. We were, we were such a messy class, like doing the most, always trying to get on his nerve. And it was, it was so funny. Well, turns out that teacher, I mean, he ended up being like some type of incel, like his name was traced back to some like white supremacy or whatever it was. It's in the news. I bet if you want to like DM me, I'll tell you his name later, but it's in the news. He was like covered by the news, but um, he, he was in like some white supremacy, like Facebook groups or something. It was just, it was a mess. And the thing is, you know, I'm half black and we had, um, I mean, it was watching chapels. So there's black people at our school. It was, you know, I'm maybe 50, 50 white and black, or maybe a little bit more black, but I mean, I don't know. We had black people in our class and he was always nice to us. Um, so I never suspected it, but looking back now that I see like his obsession with, um, like Nazi era Germany and his obsession with like Vlad the Conqueror, like those types of deals. I, I get it. (laughs) It makes actual like perfect sense. But teachers are wild, man. Teachers are wild. We're wild. And we have lives, too. That's what I always try to tell my students. Like, what you like, I probably like. And I don't know if that's a good thing. (laughs) But that's okay. So, yeah, it's just I was listening to Throwing Shade, and they talked about their, their teachers. And it was making me laugh, and I wanted to talk about my own experiences with my own teachers. Um... And it's just, I know we can all relate. We have those teachers in our life that really um, resonate with us to this day. And we have those teachers in our life that we could probably never want to know ever again in our lives. Um, but that's just the beauty of education and and why good teachers and are, are so important. Why we should take care of our teachers and really be on their side um, when it comes to things that happen in our country. Um, and make sure... Here's just a little PSA. If your county is doing a millage increase, vote yes, because that goes straight to your school districts and helps. Those tax dollars really do help pay for schools and pay for, pay helps pay for a lot of the stuff, right? And grants and all that. It just helps really maintain our school and it creates a climate, um, a climate and culture at your school that keeps teachers who have, you know, who are board certified or have their master's degrees or, or have been teaching a long time or who are passionate about kids and makes them want to stay so that 
you know, those, those kids get a, they get a great education. So that's my spiel. <laughs> if you have a crazy, I almost want to hear crazy, um, stories about teachers. If you have a really crazy story, you have to DM me. Uh, my Instagram handle is at crystal B. You have to DM me and let me know because I've got to go over it again. I love talking, talking about teachers. Um, I am a teacher. And so if you, if you, um, have a crazy story about a teacher, please DM me and I will keep you anonymous as best as I can. I'm not kidding you. I had to literally stop and re-record over this because I would say these people's names um, over and over and over. And I was like, I can't, I can't say their name. I can't say their name, especially if I'm saying something that's like pseudo controversial. Um, I don't want to, I don't want to out them. And then, you know, in a year or whatever, when I get um, famous, they, I get canceled. I'm not trying to get canceled. Okay. I hate cancel culture. So I I just, I don't want to be canceled. (laughs) That's all the time I have for tonight. It was a great time talking about those past teachers, Watson Chapel people. Holla at me if you remember them or if you know who I'm talking about. And don't forget to do the most in your everyday life because it ain't no fun being the one doing the freaking least. See ya.